You are listening to the Therefore Geek Podcast, episode 57. Today's podcast includes spoilers for Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. Consider yourself warned. Hi everybody and welcome to Therefore a Geek. I'm Andrew. I'm Tracy. I, dude, am Vigo, shall rule the earth, you pitiful man-things. Well, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an N- or a, um, NPR, NPR reference. opening. <laughs> <Not> an- <laughs> I would kind of like to hear NPR start like that. That would be fun. <laughs> that would be new and different for NPR. Oh, boy. So, we know what we're talking about today. We this do. Is, this, we got to talk about this. We got to have some conversations about this. I have, I, we got to have some fights about this. Oh, my God. I have to make it... I have to put out a disclaimer. I also listened to the iFanboy podcast about this. Yeah. Right before we started this. So, I have opinions, and then I have other insights from other people that I've sort of gleaned. You have opinions okay. that are not your own? Well, not entirely because actually I think it's Ron on that podcast was like so vehemently hated this movie and he was kind of obnoxious about it. Sorry. And he he was talking about how he thought that he liked Man of Steel for the first 36 hours and then decided then realized how disappointed by it he was. And I'm like, no, 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 no. What you're telling me there is that you actually like the movie and then you listen to a whole bunch of other people and then decided that their opinions were your opinion and you didn't like it anymore. Well, so that's bullshit and I don't like that at all. That right? happened to, that happened to me with Straight Outta Compton. Like, I saw Straight Outta Compton and I went, this is really good. And then I spoke to a few people about it and I went, oh, you're right. This is not a good <laughs> film. <laughs> I was, and then I saw uh, Pawn Sacrifice right after that, which was the Bobby Fischer biopic. And in that biopic, they do not sugarcoat Bobby Fischer at all. It's hard to sugarcoat Bobby Fischer because he's kind of publicly a douche. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, like, I was like, oh, now it makes sense. Like, when you do a biopic, you got to show them for who they really are. And then you come to realize that Straight Outta Compton was produced by the dudes it's about. <laughs> it's like, that's not fair. Yeah, but if it's a fun movie, I mean, I don't, I don't expect biopics or, or really any movie to be historically accurate. I go to it's, to it's see one, if it's a good movie. It's one thing if it's good. It's another thing if it's basically a piece of propaganda and a marketing ploy. The last five minutes of that movie is a Beats commercial. <laughs> okay, good point. So if you haven't figured out what we're talking about today, we are talking we're about... We're talking about Shana Compton, of course. <laughs> right. We we're talking <laughs> Only about... Only a few uh, months late. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Steel or Dawn of Justice. <laughs> Dawn of Steel. Shut the. It would, it would probably make more sense as, as Dawn of Steel. Yeah. Destruction of steel, more like it. Destruction yeah. Lots of steel. and lots of steel destruction. Well, it's supposed to be steel. I'm pretty sure at least some of it was very thin cardboard. Hey, I'd like to point out, dude, that your Joss Whedon complaint does not apply here yet again. Oh yes, it. 
I guess it does. I'm about to launch into that one. The dis- the, the the mass amounts of destruction and, and no no. Remember my, my 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 I'm talking about collateral damage, which means people. And yeah. in this film, in this film, they make an effort to a the Anderson Anderson Cooper. There's so many news cameos in this movie. Oh my god, I know Neil deGrasse. Before I get into it, that's impressive. Yeah. Into, yeah, there were so was it was it uh, uh, Nancy Grace was in this Soledad O'Brien. Soledad O'Brien was on set, like she wasn't just like in the TV. Right. She was on set. Uh, Anderson Cooper. I think Nancy but, Grace was on set too. Was she? Because I, I know they see her in Kansas. All right, let's just get into it. It is Batman versus Superman. I'll just give you my upfront. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. This is the kind of superhero film I've wanted for years and years and years and years. And particularly with these two characters that I hate, like I'll come out and say it. I've disliked almost every movie these characters have appeared in for various reasons, with the exception of Man of Steel. And I enjoyed... I thought you liked Dark Knight Rises. No. Well, I like Dark Knight Rises in the context of those three films. Okay. All right. Um, but as a whole, I was like, no, no. And I am literally on the opposite side. I yeah, good. am I'm, I'm not a DC. I'm not a DC fan. I, I like Marvel, Marvel comics. I freaking hated this movie. I came out of it like meh. And the more I thought about it, the more angry I got. And for none of the reasons that Andrew's going to probably say that he didn't like it. Yeah, um, I'm ready to get I think into this, this is like a terrible and, movie. And, and I felt, and I felt, <clears throat> I felt it was middle of the road. It wasn't. It's certainly not. I think as bad as as critics have been ragging on it. I don't think it deserves a thirty on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, now but down to twenty nine. Twenty nine. Okay, so oh tw- down God. to twenty nine. So it's like below the room, right now. I don't. I don't. No, I don't well, think it's. I don't think but, it's that bad. But I think it. I, I, it's got some issues that I think that I think it uh, should be addressed. And I, I should I, point out that I liked Man of Steel as well. I, really I like Man of Steel a lot, and I just thought this was a continuation of the, the the Snyder stuff on this character because I was really impressed with the way they handled all of these characters. Yeah, there's some minor. I wrote down like a, a couple minor things that I didn't like, but overall, like this this I, I remember turning to Donnell about about 20 minutes before the movie ended and said, "Okay, I'm on board with this." Wait, so I need to know from both of you. Do you think this was a Batman movie, or do you think this was a Superman movie? Who, what kind of, what, who cares? What kind of, it's a Batman versus Superman movie. Who, what, that, why does that matter? No, I'm, not, I'm because I think that definitely this was heavy on one side, but I've heard conflicting views. Like, some people are like, this is a Batman movie and Superman's in it, or this is a Superman movie and Batman's in it. Why does and that, this is why I want to punch comic book fans in the face every time I talk to them. This is the kind of questions they ask that don't matter. No, that's not, that's not my point. Like, you, well, it, it matters it to them. Been, it, well, That's... but I'm saying it's it should be it should be a both. But I really do think that it was heavy on the Superman and Batman happened to be in it. Like that's that's how it came across. It did not come so across. One as, of the reasons why evenly. I know I'm gonna like this movie is because I know comic book fans will hate it, and that's exact. And, and you've encapsulated one of the reasons why I love this film is because it drives comic book fans up the wall. Is that it, this to me doesn't matter. This is not a movie about Superman. This is a movie about power. I'm not, I'm not saying that it matters. I'm saying that the movie premise is that both characters are equally represented, and I don't think that that came across. Remember, I'm not approaching this as a a comic book fan. I'm approaching this as someone who went in in looking for a good movie, and I think it was shitty. I mean, again, I came out and said I don't like either of these characters. So, I I mean, to me, this is – to me, this was probably the most rational film I've seen. So 
who was in it more is it was never in my calculation. So if if you come out saying, oh, it's a Superman film with Batman in it or Batman, film, oh yeah, both both are okay with me because as done, this was fine. This was just exactly the way I would want it to play out. Yeah, I mean, Andrew's turn. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I actually thought there was there was more there was more Batman in it than I expected. I kind of expected there to be more Superman because this was basically sold as the sequel to a Superman film. Okay, that's fair. So, I mean, that that, that didn't bother me. I, I think, dude, you mentioned something. I, I think you're onto something in terms of it is. It's more about power and about about. You said gods, but I mean, yeah. This is what I dug is is I picked up on this, and I think I only picked up on it because right now I've been doing a lot of self studying of the Hellenistic period. There are a ton of ancient Greek references, not a ton, but oh, yeah. en enough ancient Greek references to, to be picked up on. Like Lex Luthor levels the Epicurial Challenge at Superman, which towards the end of the film made my, my inner philosopher nerd gig giggle. You see Alexander's sword that cuts the Gordian knot. There's references to Thunderbolts and Olympus uh, that are mentioned. You also see a cake of the Acropolis getting carted around in Lex Luthor's house. Yes, yeah, I saw that. It was kind of weird. So, it was amusing, so to, but weird. Yeah, so to me, the reason why I've liked these Snyder ones is that they finally attack the question of Superman's demigod status. And they really go after that head-on. And I just love posing that question to that character. And that's why I think I enjoyed this movie, is that they really push the... This is essentially a god. Not, not a, not a Judeo-Christian god, but an Olympian. This yeah. is essentially Zeus in a cake. And it's how do we as also mortals... a stand-in for Jesus Christ, as yeah, for all yeah. of the the huge symbolism of him in the sky. Dear God, that one moment where he's sort of hovering, and the cape is the fluttering behind him. Yeah. Well, there were several, but there was one specific right. one where he's got one one knee kind of up and the other down. Like that was very Judeo-Christian. I mean, that was the image of Christ coming back to Earth at the end of the millennial period. I mean, and beautiful. don't forget Jesus's red cape. I mean, that's just obviously they stole that. One. Well, you know, I mean, as it as it fluttered, it's a it style sort of thing. <laughs> but but keep. I mean, even even um. Jesus looks good in red. What do you want? What's it? Not Perseus. Not per, uh, Prometheus. Prometheus is referenced in this. Yep. Stealing yeah. thunder from yep. Zeus. So like th this is very and and a lot of that stuff. And it holy shit, did that speech go off the rails real fast? I thought that was great. It was, it <laughs> was, was like, hilarious. What am I that was that was the moment when I thought, oh wow, this could be really good, and then it just got lost. So, so the, the thing I think we're going to disagree about most, especially dude, you and I, mm -hmm. is I didn't. I think I think Lex Luthor as written is pretty good. I fucking hated Jesse Eisenberg. Oh my god, me too. You know, I I went into this. You know, when I before I actually went back and listened to our uh, 2006 comic book previews yeah. to see what I said before going into this, and I remember being lukewarm on Jesse Eisenberg and lukewarm on Ben Affleck. Um, I have absolutely turned the corner on Ben Affleck, but he was fantastic in this. So did I. No, I agree. Fa utterly fantastic. Yep. This is yep. to me now. Not only is this the best Batman I've seen on screen, this is the best actor who has done both Wayne and Batman equally well. Because usually when we talk about actors, it's like, oh, this actor was a good Bruce Wayne. This actor was a good Batman. Yeah, I can. This get... guy did both really well. I can get behind that. He certainly I, I he was... certainly did a better Bruce Wayne than than Christian Bale. Christian oh Bale's God, Bruce yes. Wayne was bad. Yeah. I also like the, uh, the the voice modulator. 
was that was an obvious well no that was an obvious dig on the angry whisper yeah, but it makes sense. And I spoke to a friend of mine who's really into Batman. He's like, he's like, I rewatched Batman Begins. He didn't have the angry whisper in Batman Begins. It just gets worse as the movies progress. Yeah. Because by, by Dark Knight Rises, it's ridiculous. And it was like, oh, but it, that makes sense. Uh, but where was I going with this? You Jesse gonna... Eisenberg. I didn't mind him. At first, I was like, all right, you know, it's just Jesse Eisenberg. But after a while, I so enjoyed luther as written and this was the first non-stupid lex luther this was really the first time luther's motivation made sense because i had to go back and look at it i couldn't it, figure out what the fuck his motivation was oh his motivation is to bring down the god that was it that's why he levels the why though because it's power this god represents ultimate power. The, the, Superman has all the power on the planet, and no but one Lex can Luther challenge him. But Lex Luthor isn't trying to replace him, and that would make he's trying sense. Trying to bring him down. He's just trying to bring him down for no reason other than than that. And, yes, and that's, that's it. That's it. It's power. If you but, have the power to bring down a god, you are then powerful. Power is the ultimate corrupting force. Think of that senator. That senator wanted nothing but power. She wanted to control him. She wanted to say when and where he became Superman. This whole movie is about power and bringing down the person who has it. That's what Luther was going for. This was I, way I better. To... This was way better though. Let me just how stupid the previous like Luthers were. Whereas then he wants to crack off California from the continental United States to sell to sell real estate, and then and Superman returns. He makes a new continent to sell real estate. <laughs> I will take his his you know his kind of Oedipal obsession with superman over malibu shopping or, and, well, no, again again the as written i have i'm fine with i like the character the way the character is written i hated jesse eisenberg's performance yes yes now, now, yes, hang, hang, yes, hang, hang, hang. yes so <clears throat> so what i what i think the, the way he played lex luther i think he would have been playing that playing it the exact same way what would you what would you think about him having played the riddler like that I mean, fine. I mean, it's just like he plays a much more psychotic, unhinged like Luther than we've seen before. Right, but and I, that, I, thought, I don't, okay. I don't think that fits the character very well. Well, the character is up to anyone's interpretation. There's multiple ways. I mean, Luther starts out as a mad scientist. Uh, then Luther becomes a businessman. Luther's all sorts of different things. It's how you interpret him. And in this interpretation, we got, you know, he kind. It's a kind of a cross between the guy who's the CEO of Facebook and. And a sociopath. Well, and that's all I could see was I, I mean, a sociopathic Mark Zuckerberg, and I was just yeah, going, I, I mean, I was okay with oh that. my god, no, see, on, I mean, no. that, that, yeah, he, he, okay he felt that. more like a giggling, a giggling fucking teenager than anything else. I mean, he just looks so. That's the problem is he looks really young, and that was my only when they when they cast him, I went, he's just too young looking. That, yeah. that, that, it doesn't help, but I mean, I mean, just the way he carried himself. The way he delivered the lot, the lines were good. I think it was the way he delivered he, them that just he also, didn't sell he it for me at all. He has this tendency to sort of, and this is the actor. And again, I, I agree with you both on the fact that as written Lex Luthor in this was phenomenal. But he sort of drops his head down between his shoulders. And for someone who is trying to stand on the level of the gods, it's it just he just didn't pull it off. No, he's, he's, he's not, not. 
He's not trying to stand on the level of them. He's trying to rip them down. And that's okay, why so I like he's it. leveling them to his his he's level. Bringing them, yeah, and he's, he's just he's even he's got so. this insipidness to him. And this is the thing that Eisenberg does well. I like Eisenberg as an actor. Right, and I can't and stand saying, Eisenberg as an actor. I, th- I think he's because I've seen him in a lot of stuff. Uh, I like I've him. Been... I like him slightly more than Michael Sarah, but I I feel like you know both of them are useless. I've so... Oh my God, Andrew! But, you're, but it's he like was. You're my mind. This is the first Luther I've seen on screen who was menacing to me. I always thought Hackman and Spacey, when they did it, were just doofuses. And this is the first time, first actor I've seen. See, grab I felt this I felt the exact opposite. Scared. I felt there oh, no. there was zero menace because oh, he no, looked he looked like a, a sniveling teenager. Mm-hmm. But, but he was he was. I mean, yeah, he looks young. I'll grant you he looks no, young. No, but I mean, like, the way he carried himself he... and just kind of, like, the giggling to himself and... Yeah, he looked like he was about to burn someone alive, and he I looked believe... Like, no, I mean, I he looked like, like he was on. about to break down and start crying. In I fact, get the, that the, the menace was came all from that Russian guy with the neck tattoo. Well, I mean... No, he didn't. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't go that far. No, I wouldn't either. I, but I, I just don't... I don't think there was there was enough menace in it. I, I, I bought him. I bought. I was. I was. After about halfway through the film, I was like, "All right, I'm on board with this," and I, and I like the guys, and I think he's a good actor. I'm okay. I I want to talk about the one the, the the one thing that how good was Jeremy Irons as Alfred? Oh my God! Unbelievable. Now, did you pick up on this? I noticed this coming out of the out of the movie is that Irons is fantastic as Alfred. Yes. He's, he's not old enough looking. Did, did that that register? See, for me, no. I I I, no? I came out okay. with a with a very meh on his Alfred. Oh no, he his I, I Alfred. Didn't think it was... Oh, I was energized by this Alfred. But if Alfred, if Wayne is about fifty, let's say forty-seven, yeah, Alfred is at least twenty-five to twenty years older. That's which true. Would make, which would make him sixty-seven to possibly early seventies. And Jeremy Irons looked like a man. He looked good. He was still in. He was. Yeah, but isn't he like sixty-five though? I think I the actual actor is, is that age. But but he didn't look old enough. Yeah, I, I did like I did like his snark. I love I loved his his character writing. So, it was phenomenal. Yeah, he was so good and he carried it so well. And after a while, I just kind of was like, all right, I don't care that he's not old enough. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, good. now that you say something about that, I can see what you're saying. I didn't. It it didn't click with me at the time. And I'm not saying that it was a bad thing. It didn't bother me, but. But man, he was so he was so good. He was on point every scene. Yeah. He was so oh, he was so good. We haven't touched Cavill. Cavill and Superman. I've always liked him. I've always I like liked him as Superman. I, 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 I actually think he did I think he still needs to use a wider range of emotion, but I think he did a much better job this time than the last yeah, one. Everyone calls him wooden, but to me I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't he say he doesn't have a lot to work with. I wouldn't say wooden, I just like he's always so serious. Yeah. Well like, there's emotion the in the character. And I, I think he, I think he just needs to open up just a little bit more. I said this the other day to someone, and Zack Snyder and his movies are not funny, and so you're not gonna get. I'm not expecting jokes. I'm not expecting yeah. punchlines. Just, just humor, right? It's just, but just, just Superman. It, Superman just looks like you just, it, just, he Zack looks Snyder's dour. Very, yeah, he's very. This, these are very serious movies, and but that's we just, have this. We have, and I didn't love his portrayal of Clark Kent, and and I know we always separate as comic fans. We separate the two. How d- well did you do Clark Kent? How d- well did you do Superman? Um, I I thought he was pretty good at both. His Clark Kent was a little less, but that moment, although it bothered me that he didn't take his shoes off before he stepped in the tub, but the moment of him stepping <clears throat> into the tub was actually more emotion than we've seen from him. 
It was kind of nice. It, it was yeah, gentle. I mean, it there wasn't. It wasn't. It was a little subtle, but still, like no, there was actually that that well, connection. Actually, that was the first time I actually saw a connection between Clark Kent and Lois Lane at all. Yeah. Like any chemistry whatsoever. I actually, I can't stand I actually kind of appreciated they uh, they dialed her back just a touch. She was she was a little. I, I did. She was a little too on point in Man of Steel. Yeah, I agree. But it's, it's just the one problem with that is. Um, and I had said this to somebody else. Is like, is Lois Lane just kind of tagged onto the film? And yeah, she is. My God, yes. Yes, she absolutely is. She's but, so um, frustrating. But but I, I explained, this is not Lois Lane's film. No. It's really not. I don't give a crap about Lois Lane. So she was doing something, and I'll be honest, I tuned out. She's tr tracking down the weapon or something. And I went, oh, okay, fine. Well, Lois Lane's doing her thing. And it, it kind of all amounts to naught. But, but I don't, it does. This, I don't is, care. this is the thing that care. bothers me so much about her. And it was it bothered me in Man of Steel and it bothered me even more in this film is that Lois Lane to me is not an investigative reporter. And that's what she's basically doing. So she goes into Afghanistan to report on this this guy. Um, I thought it was North Africa or North Africa, wherever it was. She goes into the spot. She yeah. gets stuck. Superman yeah. comes and saves her. There's this whole political debacle and yeah. a, a lot of death and destruction and whatnot. Mm -hmm. She all of this is to set up a bullet, yeah. which is not justification for for getting stuck over there. Um, Wait, what is not justification? Get stuck it, over it, like it, it doesn't it doesn't balance out in the in the in the movie itself. Like there's not enough justification in the fact that she found this one bullet. Do you see she what finds, I'm saying? No. She, so she finds this she finds this bullet and that's supposed to be the payoff for her have go, having gone there, like in 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 this cinematic storytelling. Oh, and narratively speaking. Right, exactly. Okay. But it's not yeah. enough. And then she figures she she spends the rest of the movie trying to figure this out. And then she never actually tells anyone other than um, her editor what's actually going on. So it it didn't progress no, the story yeah. at all. No, but yeah, it, that's true. And I was it was okay. just so annoying. No, it was annoying it was, to me. I'm like, totally why is she? That. Why is she still here? Why is why is she constantly getting in scrapes? Like why? Well, like again, she's she's trying to she and and Wayne at the same time are tracking towards Lex. So the whole thing in North Africa was a setup by Lex to cause a war crime to blame Superman for. He's no, I setting, totally get that. Wait, wait, okay. So he's setting traps for Superman throughout the film. The bullet's in her notebook, and she's trying to find out who the bullet is for or where wait. it comes from. So she finds out it's LexCorp, and that by the time she figures it out, I think she's. And my, my memory's a little fuzzy about this. She gets captured because Lex has figured yeah, out all of Superman's weaknesses yeah. and he pushes her off the... Yeah. The, uh, right, so building. it's too late. So, but but it's what's too the late, payoff? But... What's the payoff? Like, why the, 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 why the payoff did, is why your spend... disappointment. I, I, I enjoyed that. I thought that why did was she, fine. Why did she spend... Why did we spend so much time watching her figure this out when it, it didn't pay off at all? It didn't, it the, didn't help the, the main characters. It ha added literally nothing to the story. Well, the, the point was just to show how deep Luther's webs went. Is that he was the one who set up Meh. the uh, it, the North African that trap? Could, that He's, probably could have been done. Been oh, it could done have been done quicker. better, but that's okay. I don't, I mean, I, I don't know I about that. I, 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 I think quicker. I just don't like a big Lois Lane, and I'm glad we didn't have a big Lois Lane. See, I felt like she was still fairly, fairly big. You're, yeah, you're thinking big enough she, to you're annoy th me. Too, bigger than she should have been. Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, the it, only that, that's what I'm this, saying. The only thing that bothered me about this was that I didn't like the dream sequences. Oh, I my God. Those, yes. those bothered me a lot. I mean, I, I mean, I, the, the second Batman one was cool, but it didn't it didn't do anything for the story. 
No, it really just kind of... I was kind of worried, because I'm watching it, and I'm going, okay, are these... Is Batman having premonitions? Is someone... Are we seeing something that could be happening? Is someone sending him psychic signals? And he wakes He wakes up from the, the apocalyptic dream, the dark side dream, if you yeah. want to call it that. And then... I guess that's Flash. I yeah, don't know. That's Flash. Someone's, yeah, someone's yelling at him, and then he wakes up again. And that was the only part of the film where I started to get scared, where I went, "Oh, oh shit!" Although I, I, we're I, gonna get time travel at the end of this film. I, I don't think you're not at the end of this film. I think that's coming. No, I, and I, I spoke to this about a bunch of bum people. We could speculate all day about it, and I just don't want to. Luckily, it didn't have an effect on this film. But again, like, here's that's another editing problem in that why, why is it even here? I mean, the dream sequences, there was no lead-in, there was no explanation, and there was no conclusion. Why did this even happen? It had no payoff. Up, it's in probably the, set up for later. It is. It's just another it's setup. Set and, and again, I, we have no one to blame but for Marvel for that. And I could, again, I, I'll agree with you. I could have done without that stuff, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, let's see. Uh, what did you guys think of Wonder Woman? Great. Great. Yes. Oh, great. And I was, I was again, I was glad they pushed her to the periphery, because again, if they made this Wonder Woman centric, it would have gone on for seven hours. It was already. And yet, and yet, she was a complete badass. There was no pulling punches oh, yeah. from her. She was nope. not just some sidekick that sort of showed up at the last battle. No, she actually mattered. She made a difference. The opposite of Lois Lane to me. She made a difference. She chopped well, off his arm. Yeah, but that's jumping into the end. All she did was jump it at the end. The whole point right, of but she but when she was in the film, like her part of of the story made a difference. Oh no! The it, only thing that she was, was there off. to do was find a picture. Like that's it. She's only there to find a picture because she's got her own agenda. We don't really know what it is. Right, but, but she, she was. Like, but she actually did stuff. She she helped. She right, wasn't just she, getting in the way. But she did ju just jump in at the end because she's in the periphery for the entire film. Up until Doomsday shows up, and then she goes, right. "All right, I gotta help these guys." And there, and there's some lead into the next film, but she had payoff in the current film. As oh, a yeah, no, I agree. Sequence where there was, it was all lead up and no payoff. Was... Right, and I, again, I'll admit, I could have done without those dream sequences, but I, Gal Gadot was just fantastic in this, and she, she does like the lion's share of the fighting of Doomsday. She really yeah. does towards the end. Yeah. What did you and think? Of, what, what did I you think of Doomsday? Badass. Thought it was awesome. This is the cave troll from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, although, Thank you! Although, yes, it was the cave troll from Lord of the Rings. I, mean, and like, I loved it. I, I, think, loved I think it. they did I think they did fine. Yeah, I thought it was the, great. Well, no, at that point though, the film started feeling really crowded. Well it's the oh it's over by that point. Right. It, it's it's like it was like um Amazing Spider Man two. Where like the Green Goblin shows up oh, shows up oh, at the end. I mean yeah, I mean no. it was done better than that. I mean, two or three where it's like Green no, no, Goblin. Amazing Spider Man. Not oh, not not the first not the not the Tobey Maguire. Oh, okay, never mind. Or, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't see the last two Spider Mans. I just oh, you you, couldn't... you you missed it. The the last one had an insane insane asylum at Maritime. Oh, I couldn't bring myself to see that. No, I just no. I, I no, thought it was like fun. They, they, threw, they threw the Green Goblin in it like the last like fifteen minutes, and it was just like, okay, this is getting a little crowded. No, I, I but yeah, but that it's the end of the movie and it's the big battle, so there's really okay. nothing much to think about at that point. Andrew, this is a question for you because you're more of a fan of the comics than I am. Why is this? Why is there a Genesis chamber in a warship, in Zod's warship? Like, are they all just equipped with that? See, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't. It, was I, it Zod's I, warship or the Down Genesis pod? I thought it was the Down Genesis pod. It's, oh, it's maybe the Down it is. Genesis pod, but I don't, like I don't know. 
I don't know enough of Doomsday's or, or origin in the first place to to even answer if that's that's where Doomsday comes about, anyways. I I I remember, and I and I didn't get a chance to research this. Doomsday is a totally totally separate alien. He's not Kryptonian in any in any way. Yeah, that's the impression but, I got was that from just glancing but, at some but, stuff was that he didn't really have much of an origin story. He just kind of shows no, up. He just shows up. But but this was fine. I mean, it, it was cool. I mean, yeah, he does look like the cave. Which I thought was pretty cool. He looks like if the cave troll worked out for a little bit. He was like, I'm gonna get, I'm about to get buff. <laughs> Because, like, those hobbits have kicked my ass, so now I'm going to fight Superman. I better look some buff. I thought it was pretty cool. Did you notice that every time Doomsday punched out, and, and Wonder Woman got nicely thrashed in this. I mean, she got kicked around good. But did you? Did it look like she got turned on every time she got knocked over? Oh, my God. She was so happy about it. Yeah, I loved it. Like, it. She I looked loved like it. She, got, she, got a little, she got a little tingly in the belly when Doomsday punched her out. And I was like, I like this Wonder Woman. <laughs> I really like this was she was really fantastic may i okay so here's where things get a little what if i said you may not just out of curiosity (laughs) you just said may i (laughs) what if i said no no denied well then why am i on this podcast at all for that purpose oh nice. for the lowest lane of this podcast we just oh my god ouch Ouch. dude you better be glad you are on the other coast oh that was too Um, easy set that one up like a t-ball here, the fight sequence with Doomsday, though, for me, yes. made no sense. In terms no of, sense. in terms of, um, the nuclear explosion. Then, I mean, and he's just absorbing energy, so they just keep hitting him more. And then he's doing these these gigantic, um, what it's uh, the equivalent of what a pulse bomb, and no one's getting hurt at all. And I'm just looking at it like pulse bomb, where it's just him, like making sparks I, w- I wasn't sure about that it, it was very awkward the physics seemed unclear it was real fuzzy uh, I, I wasn't sure what was going on the only bits that i liked was when wonder woman chopped off his arm and then the actual moment when superman like plunges the spear into him oh no i love that scene where he tries to punch luther and superman jumps up and catches the fist uh, i remember seeing that one oh that's Perfect. good i mean and like, then he, like, like hits him out of the ship i'm like and he's like punching him into space and i'm like this is awesome this is yeah. really good why why did why did the president suddenly decide to call in a nuclear strike on him they don't know but better that's the thing is this is the problem with movies is movies often write, and this is why i like this one is movies often write, writers often write when under the impression that all the characters know what they know so in order to act, act rationally within the narrative they should all do what's right in this film no one really knows what the other people are doing, so they're only doing what they think is rational in their position. That's why Lois Lane throws the kryptonite spear in the water, and she's like, I gotta get rid of this because it will kill Superman. And then she's like, oh shit, I needed that spear. So from the yeah, president's that perspective... Made, okay, that the, made sense. The, the second she the goes to dump thing? that in there, I'm like, nope, nope. Oh, you're gonna need that in a few minutes. Yeah. And then, <laughs> I, like, knew, so the, I knew that was gonna happen. So the, the president is a dude who has no idea what's going on. He's like, we've got a kryptonian and a super monster... Just blow them the fuck up. That's the only thing that... What other move does the president have? And the, can, and the general is like, blow them up. They're up in space. Blow them up. Only one of the generals. The other ones are really upset about it, I think. The one dude from the first movie is like, ah, that's Superman. You don't want to do that. And the other general who's not from the first movie who doesn't know Superman is like, blow them up. Ah, okay. Well, okay, nuclear scientists, tell me, was that high enough to not actually have to deal with fallout? They were in the ionosphere. 
My only question was, where was the EMP? <laughs> well, all the lights are already off. That's true. That's what got me about this, is I love... Hey, look, it's Anderson. I was, I was like, hey, look, it's Anderson Cooper reporting on, on, on yet another blackout. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> I haven't seen that in the, in, in the past before. Oh, the yeah, the only, it, thing, only thing he didn't do was show up in his tight black t-shirt. Because then you realize then, then shit would have been really fucked. But, yeah, right. Anderson Cooper's in his t-shirt. People are dead. That's the thing that I, kind of made me... I loved the mass casualties of Man of Steel. Just loved the fact that, that there were, it was, this was basically Metropolis's 9-11. And just people died by the thousands. And I was terribly disappointed that the fight happened at night. And Anderson Cooper goes out of his way to say... Oh yeah, there's not a lot of people in there, you know. So maybe a couple janitors got killed and some security guards, and then Batman takes him over to like an abandoned port in Gotham. And I was like, I think pe more people should have died in this. Wait, I really, I... it's really important to me that lots of civilians are killed it, in these. It's, it's interesting you mention 9/11 because when the Wayne Building comes down, mm -hmm. like, I mean that. Yeah. We, yes. we have physically seen that footage. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I thought that was a great opening scene to show Batman as Bruce Wayne looking up and is completely helpless. He cannot do a damn thing. Right. And that just so, shows how useless Superman, uh, Batman, really would be in that situation. I I don't really know how the geography of this of the DC universe looks. So I was under the impression that Gotham was sort of Chicago and Metropolis was sort of New York, but here they're right across the bay from each other. So my my concern is, the is Gotham actually New York? The geography is um, malleable, we'll say. Yeah, it's, it's I, always... I mean, you're right. This looks more like it's San Francisco to o Oakland. Right. That's now, what it looks now, like. Now, it looks like it's San Francisco to Oakland. To be fair, in most, in, you know, most interpretations, yeah, Metropolis was a stand-in for New York, and Gotham was a stand-in for Chicago, but that—that that was not any kind of physical geographical location. They were just concept just, conceptual stand-ins. Let's just put it this way: uh, Metropolis is to is Metropolis is to Gotham as Quahog is to Springfield. Eh. All right, fine. You pick it up from there. I'm done. <laughs> Um, let's talk about the Senate hearings because I love that. That was so awesome. Oh, what? Which that part? Was so, um, well, I liked this senator character because I thought you were gonna say you liked the the pee in the jar. The pee in the jar was great too. The whole thing, I just loved the whole thing of just government coming down and trying to control him. And you've got this power hungry senator who just wants nothing but to own this guy and just tell him what to do and hold him accountable for things that he's done his best to save. And then they all burn. I was like, yes, this is but what this I want. This was so poorly done. Oh, I it loved it. So I thought it was poorly written. excellent, excellent I mean, execution. Excellent. And, on every level, I loved that Senator stuff. But here level. we come to the, the, the crux of my problem with this movie. Nothing was allowed to grow naturally. They threw in a lot of little things here and a lot of little things there, and they didn't Given the slow pace of this movie, nothing, there was no payoff. It, it wasn't like they, they set up a, a set of dominoes and then they knocked them all over in order so that you could kind of see what was happening. It, the Senate hearings, first of all, were just so hodgepodge. And, and the way that they set them up, so, okay, so in my understanding of the character, Superman belongs to the world. Not necessarily the United States, the world. 
So why are they telling Superman that he needs to adhere to the rules of a democracy? The United States isn't even properly a democracy. We're a democratic republic. This is the, the sure, things that sure. they were telling him he needed to be were ludicrous. I'm sitting here going, okay, because what? because because it's about power. It's this. It's you have these people who have. It's an individual who has the power to do whatever he wants, and you have senators politicians, agents of the state who really care nothing about power, being able to tell people what they can and can't do. They're busybodies. Senators are giant elected busybodies who, like Chuck Schumer, you know, if you want to, the, fa the fastest way to kill yourself is to get in between a camera and Chuck Schumer. So that's exactly what she is. She is, here I am, I mean, he says he's from Kansas, so we know he's from Kansas. And he's an American citizen, he says that. Uh, he says that to the general. So I assume other people have figured that out too. He says that in the first film, not in this one. And they're like, okay, you operate, you know, in the United States. You know, you get to adhere to us. There's no rationale behind it because they're government. The government doesn't operate behind a rationale. Government operates behind a rationale of power. That's what they wanted. It's power. And then but they it doesn't go even make any sense. They don't set up any rules for this, and then and then say, okay, well, you didn't you didn't adhere to them. They've said over and over that he's an alien. They know that he comes from Krypton. Right. So they know he's come from Krypton, and he, but he, he says he says I'm from Kansas. Right. He says that he he identifies as someone from Kansas. The government wants to control him because they're afraid of him because he has power. He is an individual that can do things the government can't. He can. He could have saved. He could have fixed Katrina better than the gov FEMA did. That bothers them. He can. He can end wars where the government can't. That bothers them. He is the individual with the power to make affect change in a way the representatives of the people can't, and it drives them bonkers. It's just the whole the whole Senate thing was not a linear character development. Even even with this this female senator, her character development wasn't linear. Like she decides to block the Krypton um, import. All she had to do was say, "Well, we're not going to block it, but we're going to confiscate it." And then I would have said, "Okay, yeah, she does try to control him." But I don't really. Well, she's trying to control Super. I, I was referring to Superman, not Luther. Like she she still has this kind of tug of war with Luther. She's not sure where she's going to handle him yet. But if she so, truly like, wanted to control Superman, she would have said, oh, you think that you can weaponize this against Superman? Okay, well, then I'm going to confiscate it. We, we I mean, don't know. I don't think she knew that. Like, I don't know how much... Like, Luther had the assumption that I could really kill this guy, and she's still unsure, right? She's not certain that she wants to kill him. She just wants to control him. Luther wants to kill him. So she's still I, I just, unsure where she is at this point. Her development uh, was so shaky that I had I no a, idea what her motivation actually was. Like, you're power. very certain that it was power, but power. I'm not I'm not convinced of that. Yeah, I, I think that I, it was a hot mess. I don't know that it was no, a I'm hot mess. I don't, I don't know that it was a hot mess. I don't... You're seeing a lot of the, the power where I don't necessarily know that it, it's fully there. I, was, I think I, I think you're implying the overall arc, the overall arc of the... You know, what yes. the overall point they're trying to get to individual characters that don't necessarily... That doesn't necessarily apply. No, I, I, I mean, I'll stand firm on this one. I know like, you're going to stand firm because you, yeah, you know. <laughs> no, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to double down, triple down, and then I'm going to take my pants off on this one and then run around like crazy person. And then the well, moment that's, that's when Superman, kind of, like, uh, you know, embarrassing for you. <laughs> it would be if I had shame. 
also the moment when Superman actually walks into the hearing and he that whole moment when you're suddenly supposed to realize that Lex Luthor is going to blow the place up. I had no idea what was going on, and usually I'm pretty well, good at no, those I things. No, mean, I, th- I think that was the point was you weren't go- you didn't know what was happening. Although I thought that the, him walking into the the hearing looked a little awkward. It did. No, it was awkward. Like, uh, Henry, they, Henry kept panning, they kept panning to the guy in the wheelchair. They kept panning to the empty chair where Lex Luthor was supposed well, to I'm be. Not, I'm not even talking about that that far. Oh, I'm no. talking about him walking through the Capitol. Like yeah. the suit, suit, the suit looked a little too tight. He was like he yes! could he couldn't move. So he was just like he was kind of in that, in that permanent like Arnold Schwarzenegger walk flex yes. where you can't really move your arms. He like, looked way bulkier in that <laughs> scene right. than anywhere else in the movie. I'm just saying, I'm <laughs> saying that that particular shot was like, hmm. It was no, I, I thought that was like that looks awkward as hell. Like, Super, Superman's been <laughs> Superman's been I, roiding I, it up. I'd be puffed out too if I were walking around in like skin tight sand uh, like spandex. Everyone's wearing a suit and everything, and he's basically naked. Well, but no, you for, would just, no, you would just shove I a just, couple couple rolls of quarters in your pants. I have Kennedy dollars, man. I have Eisenhower <laughs> dollars down my pants. Don't give me that. Oh no, I, I, I the payoff to me was blowing up, right? Because it's all Luther traps. It it's just it didn't traps. make sense. Uh, they didn't set it up properly. And again, this is where the movie doesn't dwell enough on the things it needs to, and yet the pacing is so slow that it makes no sense. That movie was at least an hour longer than it needed to be. I uh, no, I would, I would say I'd cut it back about thirty minutes. Yeah, I agree. There's, there's, well, I, I, I think, was... I, I think it suffered from the Return of the King problem, where you're like, hey, then, oh, oh, nope, we're okay, okay, another five minutes, yeah. okay. No, that's true. That's definitely it, true. It did have that problem. Although I, um, I enjoyed the parallel funerals. That was really yeah, that good. That was cool. That I mean, was, that was. I don't, really cool. I don't know that that I would have gone for the death of Superman quite so so soon. I totally agree with you on that one. I, I was okay with it, but I was like, wouldn't you want to save it for like, you know, Man of Steel two or Justice League three? You know what I mean? Like, right, like I, I think yeah, I think they they did it well, but they yeah they could have saved that. Yeah, definitely. It was no, I, it was good, and I was I was like, all right, if you're going to go that direction, fine. Um, I mean, so yeah, here's my the only parallel, real the parallel funerals were, were were really well done. I don't, and I don't know if anyone else noticed this, so. Superman takes a fucking chest wound. I mean, yep. his ass gets opened up, which God, was awesome. Yeah. I just loved it. It was just like, boom, right? And he just, like, grabs the horn and shoves the spear deeper. I was like, this is so cool. Um, but so they put him in the ground, and Lois throws the dirt on him. Mm-hmm. And and then the dirt, like, rises for a millisecond, and they and they cut off, right? Yeah. And I was like, okay, it's a, obviously Superman. No one's surprised about that. Superman's coming back. Except for a couple of people, like halfway down the row from me, that are, oh, I'm like, oh, well, there, yeah, really, there, there's that. But um, what what gets me is now I'm thinking, if Superman could take a chest wound that probably pierced multiple vital organs, and he's regenerating from that, why couldn't Zod regenerate from a neck break? Yeah, that's a good question. That was that was the only thing I was like, mm, that's why I, I don't like the timing of it. You know what I mean? The the other thing I was gonna say with that, I'll live is, with it. I'll live with it. But but that just mm, that bothered me. You know, for as as much beating down. I mean, it's, it's a comic book movie, so with with a couple exceptions, you know, they're pretty clean in terms of like blood and whatnot. This chest was open. Right, you but, saw into that. Yeah, but like it was really dry and clean. Like that's true. Dude, and and, that, and that's just in general. Like I mean, like. Wonder Woman gets 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 pounded yet. on pretty good. Batman gets pounded and like nobody's bleeding. No one's bleeding. No one's bruised. But let me tell you something. 
Never, I will never complain that a movie, when people complain about there being too much blood, I, I got a, sh a shard of glass under my nail a couple weeks ago when I was moving boxes, and I mean like a big shard of glass reached into a box that the glass was yep. upright, right in there. I bled all, there is still a trail of blood going from the parking lot up to my apartment, right? right. I, and, and now I look at it, it's a little like Tiny. four millimeter cut, and I bled like I was in a battle, right? And I, now, like, when I see Game of Thrones and someone takes a chest wound, they, I'm, that's not enough blood. No, because my little finger got cut, and I thought I was going to die. I was going to be anemic from one little finger. And this is like, I'm. my girlfriend sees the blood. She's, like, running up the stairs as fast as she can. <laughs> Thinking you got shot. Cut an artery. And, like, now when I see these movies and someone gets, like, stabbed in the gut, and it's like, a little bit of blood's coming out. It's like... No, no, that should be a lot more because I was afraid. Yeah, yeah, and that was speaking. I didn't realize that until like the very end of the the movie, and I was just like, "Oh, yeah, that's kind of clean." No, yeah, yeah. No, definitely, definitely, definitely. Well, definitely. speaking of wailing on, and I know you guys are gonna not agree with me on this, but I hated that fucking bat suit. I hated the, the, that thing. The, armor the one suit with the glowing the... eyes. Yeah, the armor one. Eh. It just that whole thing where Batman looks at Superman and says, "Well, you're a god, you're not a man, so you can't be brave." And I'm like, "Bullshit! You're in a fucking suit of armor." I mean, Fuck that's you. The whole point. Yeah, I oh mean, I was like, that didn't register for me at all. I was like, "Oh, okay, whatever." Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not. Both I'm not gonna. Okay. My only actually, my only complaint about Batman is like Batman seemed a little too strong at at when he went to go save Martha. Martha Kent. Oh, oh yeah. So I, I did want to get to that. That was the only scene where I was kind of like, one of the reasons why I haven't been able to finish Winter Soldier is when we, I was watching it with you. There's a there's a standoff scene where everyone's got guns out, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, pull the trigger, just pull the trigger, just pull the trigger, shoot, so, just shoot someone, just pull the damn trigger, and they're all like, got their guns on each other. And oh, I, okay, yeah. Another scene. And I, I was unable to finish the film because of that scene because I just just pulled the trigger. And so when the Russian dude's got the blowtorch to Ma Kent, which I just thought was a great scenario, and Batman is ending motherfuckers in the other room. Right. I mean, he is ruining people, which I appreciate greatly. I'm sitting there going, just burn her. Like, your dudes are getting destroyed. Right, yeah, I was, that, that was kind just of burn her. my thought, too. I'm like, I, it's, it's just not very I, movie. I love Diane Keaton. Yeah. I do, too. She's fantastic. But that's, to me, that's just very movie. You know, that's just something no, uh, you see. Yeah, that's, that's fun. Stand here and wait. And then yeah. him standing there going like, I'll do it. I'll do it. Don't even test me. I'm crazy. I'll do it. And I'm like, yeah. so do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then Bat and the Batman's like, I believe you. Kaboom. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I mean, yes. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I mean, Batman punched a dude and his head hit went, the ground first. <laughs> I was like, punched a dude yeah. and his head went through the floor. This is that was Zack that Snyder was a watched the raid. That's what happened. Zack Snyder watched the raid and when Batman should do that. And I was like, yes, he should. I mean, like it looked cool. At the same time, I was just going, Batman's a that's a little a little too strong for Bat for Batman. Yeah. Although Did watching, you see the training he was, I was doing. About to, I was about to, although watching ben Batman Affleck, Hulk out like that. Hulk out. Ben Affleck. I was watching this and I turned to my girlfriend while watching this. I'm really mad that I skipped back to watch this movie today because I have to do my backwards. <laughs> And I see Ben Affleck's got wings, and I'm like, I skipped back workouts. I really shouldn't have done that. I should have just, I need to do oh. my lateral. I should have done my overhead lateral, do some pull-ups, man. I want that back. 
Nice. Yeah, a couple Batman of things. Batman could have taken flight just off his lats alone if he just got a running start. <laughs> just flex those lats and he's getting up in the sky. He doesn't need this. Oh, man. He looked That's good. Awesome. I was just so mad that I liked Ben Affleck as Batman. He stabbed a dude. He was just like, stabbed. He was all bulked up. I liked it because normally he's so... His head looks too big for his body in real life. Sorry, Ben Affleck, if you're listening to this, not that you would. We're, but now, now we need to like we need like tag Ben Affleck in this, just so we can ben listen Affleck to it. Our, our ten listeners somehow get get a hold of him. It's like your head it now matches the size of your shoulder. It's it's fantastic, and I'm very happy, and I hope it stays that way. A couple of things that I wanted to point out from from some of the much smaller characters: Lawrence Fishburne as Perry. What's his last? White Perry White. The editor of the Daily Globe? Daily Planet. 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 I always say that. like, oh, for two on that one. Bum, bum, Have bum, I done that twice? You, you couldn't get Perry's last name, and then you got the, the Daily Planet. I did Planet. get his last name, eventually. Like, I just had to think about it. <laughs> well, they always call him Perry. It's not like Perry. I'd have to I'd have to actually pull up the uh, Perry, credits to know. Perry Como. Um, Perry Como. <laughs> Perry Como over. Yeah, he... I love Lawrence Fishburne anyway. The man has yep. presence. I like him as Perry White. He reigns in Lois Lane. And I was like, oh, I was so happy because she's ridiculous. I and love Amy Adams. I think Amy Adams is just great. I think she's so really? great. See, I, I, do. I love her. No, I thought she was. I thought she was good. Like I said, I think I think way better they, than they, Rachel McAdams. <clears throat> that, you know, Batman Returns. The Superman Returns. Sorry. Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Was it Rachel McAdams or was Elizabeth Banks? No, it was oh, Rachel yeah, McAdams. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I for whatever reason I was thinking of uh, Tom Tom Cruise's wife in the Batman movie was Katie the first Holmes? person I went to. Yeah, I was like, what? No, and then realized you were talking about a different movie. I liked um, Katie Holmes better than I liked Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> yeah, well, Maggie Gyllenhaal's just kind of frumpy. And she just Poor I don't girl. like her. I just don't like anything she does ever. The, the other only one... reason why I liked that Batman movie was because she burns to death. I was like, yes. Oh my god, you're awful. Yes. Oh, did uh, I tell you? I was on the phone. I was on the phone at went on the line at Wendy's, and Rich calls me, and he's like, "What'd you think of Batman?" And, or maybe it was you. Maybe it was you. Uh, I don't Kay, remember. And, called me, and I was like, ah, "I kind of sucked, but you know what? Any movie that kills Maggie Gyllenhaal, I'm okay with." And there's a dude behind me, and I hear him go, "Jesus Christ!" And the other one is the CIA director Harry Lennox. Um, is the actor, and I have loved him since I first I first saw him in Dollhouse. But he's been in a ton of like, stuff. Like yeah, like you loved him in that, like in the movie. I didn't care because his character was completely. His, his character, character served was, no yeah, purpose. This is the general it, from the first movie, right? Yes. This is, yeah, this is um, the, this is the. I think he's the CIA director, director, though, right? No, I think he's Secretary, Secretary. of State. Oh, is he really? Oh, Secretary well, of State or, bad, or defense I, I or something? Yeah. But he's like, um, yeah, he's the smucky dude from the Matrix movies. I failed to understand. Uh, no, that's... Uh, isn't that him? I thought that's the same actor. I failed to understand no. the council's reasoning. Huh? No. Harry same Lennox guy. isn't in the Matrix. Lawrence oh, okay. Fishburne is in the Matrix. Well, then it's not Lawrence Fishburne. Hang on. Now, now, now we look. If it, it if it turns out to be Harry Lennox, then I'm gonna we feel stupid. But I don't think so. Going to the IMDb. Oh my God! I'm gonna look this up. Continue. I'll I'll I'll, I'll yeah. Do our anyway, okay. so I, I I've always liked his presence. Um, on on screen, I, I liked him. I've seen, I saw him in Dollhouse. He's been in a bunch of other stuff, and he he serves as a fantastic supporting actor. 
I wish that he had a slightly more prominent role and I mean, or that his role a, made a little more sense. Yeah, like you're calling him a supporting but, actor in this one. I can't even go that far. He's just like no. I, I'm a, saying he has he's a lot of supporting to the point, actor roles. He's almost to the point of an extra in this film. Yeah, right. I mean, but I'm a, saying like in in his like in his acting career, he does a lot of supporting work. He's never been. I don't think he's ever been a lead in in anything that he's done. Is my point here? He always does support. Yeah, but. Um, and I, I really, I thought his performance was good and I wish that his role had been a little clearer and a little more prominent. No, he me, definitely, yeah, you know, he definitely is in the Matrix movies. Absolutely. Is he really? Yeah, he's the schmucky guy who huh. kind of is the foil for Lawrence. Yeah, that's absolutely him. Yep. No, I mean, yeah, he was good. Sometimes you have good actors just do little roles to fill out the film. Well, I'm, I guess I'm just saying, like, some of these, like, very minor or more minor roles were, I thought, better oh, yeah. than some of the other performances that were a little more to the forefront. But, um, for instance, the senator, I just, I, her role was just weird. And that wig was awful. Her wig That's was not terrible. not a wig, I don't think. But... Is it really not? Oh, man. Her hairdresser then needs to be. I mean, she plays a senator. Have you seen senators' hairs? Here I know. Okay, good point. Good also, point. she's from she what Kentucky? Kentucky. Have you seen people oh. in Kentucky? <laughs> okay, guys. B big hair point. is still a thing there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the they have not. Just, they just recently turned the corner on 1986, and they're working their way through 1987. <laughs> that's what. It is. Oh, that's fair. All right. Well, I think we've 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 beaten this one. Not wait, to, no, not I to, wait, no, wait, wait, before, before we're done, though. Well, hey, okay, whoa, 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 all right, all right, I guess we're not done. No, I want to know, Batman has a Gatling gun and a machine gun and bombs on the Batwing. Are you, Andrew, okay with Batman ending motherfuckers? Kind of. So, so, okay, hang, right, hang, hang, on, no, no, Tracy, no, 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 it, it's Batman, and I think if this film franchise, like if Superman's going to kill someone, then Batman sure is shit going to kill someone. Yes. In, yes, but yes. In, in this film franchise, do I think that that either of these characters, you know, are are ones to kill? No. And I was I was a little I'm like, damn, Batman's like Batman's just ending some goons. He <laughs> dude, he ruins some people. Now, now, kind of as as a as a point of canon, like Batman has not had a problem with guns. Previously, yes. at, you know, yes. early on, I mean, Batman carried a gun for like the first seventy issues of Batman. Mm -hmm. Something like they carried, like the forty-five, he carried, carried that. So, like, yeah. not super like stunned about that, but yeah, I, I dug it. I dug it, and I still, you and I really do need to have an argument about that neck break at some point because I want to hold you. To no, it. it'll happen. Yeah, we're gonna do that. We're gonna do that. But um, so, what trail? Well, I want to know. I think we've, I have, we've beaten the movie. Hang up. On, hang hang on. I have. You have one thing. Go. Oh, I was going to say, I have one quote that I think is the takeaway from this movie, and I think it should be the title of this podcast. And that is Perry White looking at Clark Kent and saying, no one cares about Clark Kent taking on the Batman. Hilarious. I, I laughed. Yeah, I, it was the one time in the whole movie like you're, when you're, I just busted out You laughing. say that? I have zero memory of that of that line. That line had no in the trailer. It's in the trailer. I get that, but that line had no impact on me whatsoever. No, oh, I like the I line where Batman's funny. like, he grabs Ma Kent and he's like, "I'm, I'm a friend of your son's," and she goes, <laughs> "I figured the cape." I thought that was that... Zack Snyder's not a funny. He doesn't do funny, but that well, was funny. The end, the end of their their fight because it was right after he had just tried to beat Superman into a bloody pulp, and mm -hmm. then he like as soon as 
Lois Lane throws herself on Superman and is like, it's the name of his mother. And then he's like, he just sort of stops. Like, well, because it's also the oh, name of Batman's bad. mother. Yeah. No, I, 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 see, I see all of it, but he just sort of comes to a complete halt. And then he's like, the, um, he just looks around like, you guys want a beer? Like, I, I like the uh, I like the the the, tri- the the poster some people made up that just said orphan fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also funny. Funny. yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll glance over the Batman Superman fight. I have always said Batman has to win that fight from a narrative standpoint, right? To 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 as far like Superman would just kill him instantly if he wanted to. Right. So it's not interesting. If you're gonna make the fight interesting, Batman has to win it. No, Otherwise, I, I, I agree. Mess. So that didn't really bother me. I like but, the the. the... But, the kryptonite, the kryptonite gas grenades. That was yeah, I thought that was, that was cool. clever. And he's like punching him, and then Superman recovers, and he's like, it's oh, damn it!" And he, and he puts his hand like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> oh, like, oh, I made a ba- cool. I made a bad choice. I, I thought that was kind of cool. Well, and the um, CGI of of Superman coming back from the nuclear explosion was pretty cool too. I thought that was a well done sequence. So Zack Snyder's movies just look nice. I like yeah, there were there were there were there was one or two t- two times at the end of the, the the doomsday fight where i looked and i'm like they're standing against a green screen yeah they are like there were there were like one or two spots where like it, like i'm like that it's it was really obvious but other than that yeah i also i want to ask uh, off topic just a little bit what trailers were in front of your screenings did you ghostbusters any- yeah Ghostb- um, ghostbusters uh civil war I and get, um uh, didn't get civil war and apocalypse I got, I got Apocalypse. I, yeah, got X Men Apocalypse. I got I got the Batman Lego Movie trailer. Yes, that looks ridiculous. Hilarious. That looked great. And then I will, I'm into that. I got X Men Apocalypse that yep. looks awful. Just gets worse every time I see it. Just like a fever dream. Um, and no one reacted to it well in my theater. No one. I got no no buzz out we of it. We had to one. leave halfway because we suddenly realized that I accidentally bought tickets to a 3D movie, and then we had to go get our 3D glasses because it was a hot mess at the theater we were Oops. going to. How do you not realize with the ticket prices there? Um, I actually, I was buying it on Fandango, and they're the oh, same. That's why. So yeah. Oh okay yeah no see what I do because I actually I, hate 3D so I yeah, I, do too. I try I, do too. I try not to get it, and then I accidentally bought it. But then we get in there, and I'm like. Okay, well, they didn't even, even when we got our tickets, they didn't bother to hand us the 3D glasses. I so snuck into like a screening of, of Kung Fu Panda 3, and it was the 3D one, so I just walked out, reached into the, the bin, and walked back in. That's exactly what I did, too. And I'm so glad I was the only person in that theater, because I cried like a baby at that. I was just like, Daddy found his daddy! <laughs> 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 oh, I was so glad I was by myself in that. The Ghostbusters and, preview, dude, though, I'm looks you, awful. It's awful, but I'm telling you right now, mark the tape. That movie's making money because I saw that trailer in front of 10 Cloverfield Lane. I saw that trailer in front of this movie. The audience went bananas both times. That movie's going to really? make money. Really? Yes. I, I, I like, like, I like yeah. this, this trailer where it's got um, uh, uh, Chris Hemsworth as yeah. the, the male secretary and he draws the logo. Logo with the boobs. That, that I can make them bigger. <laughs> I'm just like, he's but, like I, I can make them bigger. Yeah, <laughs> but like, there's a scene where like the, the and, woman, and once again, I went Silver Age Thor gives no fucks, no fucks. But like, the woman like jumps off, the the black woman jumps into the crowd, and they don't catch her, and she's like, I don't know if it was a fat thing or a race thing, but I'm pissed off, and the audience laughed their face off. They went crazy really? for that. Long. Yeah, wow. they did. I mean, at least my audiences in 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 the greater San Diego area are all about 
Oh, specifically, Did she say, I don't know if that's a fat thing because that's not what I heard. No, I think she, I don't know if it's a lady thing or a, lady or a race thing. thing. Race thing. I know the race thing. Ra race thing was the big punchline, right? Yeah, and that got everyone laughing. And I was like, and X Men Apocalypse crowd was just got, like, eh. oh, really? Okay, that that gives me hope. <laughs> and in Hampton, I would have expected a little bit more. Response. See, I got I got I got no response from any, from any trailer. Oh, okay, no. Uh, and I want to say, I, I had a couple more trailers, because for some reason, real theaters love trailers. And, like, I li yeah. literally, I sat through 19 minutes of trailers. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, no, exactly 20 minutes. That's how I, that's how you time movies, <laughs> is if, if it goes, if it's, uh, starts at 8.30, you are, you, the movie's starting at 9. Yeah. You know, uh, 8.50. Yeah, that's how, that's how you Although, time like, it's 20 minutes. Like, the last. 20 minutes. From boom to, to start. The last trailer ended, and then it was right into the movie. Like, usually yeah, there's was. some kind of, like, there's something. No, there was there was zero delay. I was like, In oh, fact, shit, I wasn't 100% sure it was the movie. I thought <laughs> right. it might oh, be another right. trailer. Yeah, I was like, I was like no, exactly a that. AM, AMC does the thing with the little red bouncy balls, so yeah. you know you're going into. Like, they do the bouncy balls things for the trailer, and then they do the bouncy ball things for the movies. So you know, you're, you and they tailor it. Depending on which one you're going into. So if we're going yeah. into a superhero movie, they have all the superhero bouncy balls. So uh, they also gave us um, some, you know, non-superhero film, uh, War War Dogs with uh, Miles Teller and Jonah Hill about them being gun runners. Uh, kind of looks like a Twenty One Jump Street with guns. I got some kind of. Oh, I got some kind of. Oh, and Warhammer. I saw Warhammer. You mean Warcraft? Warcraft. Yeah, Warcraft. Yeah. I also got. Oh, one. that looks like another. Just, that looks I got. I also got another one for uh, a Kevin Hart and and Dwayne Johnson movie. Oh, Central Intelligence. Yeah, that looks hilarious. Yes. I mean, it looks like it's going to be god awful, but the, at least oh, the tra the trailer was funny. funny. With the, yeah. like 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 Kevin Hart's like stuffed in a mailbag, <laughs> and like the, the rock like like you know, like one of those mail carts. So little. But like, yeah, like one of those mail carts, and the rock's pushing it, and like they just get surrounded by a bunch of guys with guns, and the rock's like. Kind of leans down. He's, he leans down. And he goes, "I got an idea. I can't guarantee we're gonna live through this, but if we do, it's gonna be a bitchin' story." Ooh. And Kevin Hart's like, "Wait, wait, what? No, no." He's like, "Is that cool?" He's like, "No, not no. cool, not cool, not cool, cool." Ah! <laughs> yeah, and then he just starts running with the milk. He's all Jack. He's like, "How'd you do it?" I just did one thing. Tell me. I worked out six hours a day every day for the last twenty years. <laughs> I was like. Damn I did it. not see that, but that does sound hilarious. Yeah, it's going to be dumb. I mean, Andrew's right. Yeah. It's going to be dumb. But, man, it does look like it's good for a couple laughs. Oh, that was interesting. All right, so, wow, so yeah, well, so what, what have you guys been into lately? Uh, Tracy, we'll start with you since we started with Dude last time. Um, I, what else are you going to start with? I've been watching, uh, I, I finally finished the last, like, three episodes of Jessica Jones. Kind of disappointed um, that, that, sh that show was like at least three episodes longer than it needed to be. Is it 13 um, or 10? I think it's 13. 13. 10, um, 10 and it just, I think, I, I think it is. I really think it is. Um, and then I just, on oh, let's see, I, I watched Dare, Daredevil, which I, we're going to do a podcast on that. Yes. Yes. Okay, good. Um, cause I have lots of feelings about Daredevil and then, um, Eric Larson who wrote the devil in the white city. Um, he also wrote a book called Dead Wake on the sinking of the Lusitania. So I'm about three chapters into that. So that's pretty good, too. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Dude. I caught The Witch at the Base Theater uh, the other day, Tuesday. Uh, very impressed. I liked it a lot. Um, if you don't know what it is, it's a 
it's billed as a horror film, but it's really more of a suspense thriller set in early, early colonial America. And it basically is uh, what it would look like if the folklores and fairy tales and trials on the witches were real, what they would actually do. And it's like, oh, yeah, they steal babies. Well, here's what it looks like. It was pretty good. I got to give it a lot of credit. Uh, The cast, the cast sells it. The cast sells it so well, you buy it. And I was impressed overall with that film. I think I saw, I told you I saw Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Got, that movie got a running start to kick itself in the dick in the last 10 minutes of that film. I couldn't get over it. <laughs> um, I, haven't, I haven't got a chance to read it. I, I finished this really super short book called The Ice Dragon. It's by George R.R. R. Martin. He wrote it back in the 80s. It's super short. It's like a, almost a kid's fairy so, tale. So Tracy, you can't get angry that he was doing something else other than writing Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, back in the 80s. No, I have no illusions that he's actually writing anything at all. But check it out. But check it out. The copy that I got is illustrated by one of my favorite authors. And I'm just going to hold this up to the camera so our listeners can see it. Uh, and it's illustrated by Louis Royo. Okay. And I, it's really cool. And it's and again, Royo is known for very erotic art. And luckily, for those who can't stand that, it's not this one. Um, and I've been getting into Osprey books. I talked to you about it briefly yeah. last time. I picked up the Napoleon one. Uh, very short, very brief overview of Napoleon. It's a good, it's a nice quick primer. I mean, the book is only 60 pages and I'm, I'm, I, yeah, it's like 61 pages. It's very, very concise. And then I had, I got another 20% coupon at Barnes and Noble. So I had to spend it. So I got the Osprey campaign books, three parter on Waterloo, three parts, three parts on just the battles of Waterloo. It's not just one battle. It is the battles Mm -hmm. Leading up to and the battle itself of Waterloo. So very breakdowns, beautiful pictures, beautiful illustrations, easy to read. Um, the breakdowns can get kind of heady because they break it down. Like Army Commander, Corps Commander, Div- Division Commander, right. who the division's names were, the regimental clique. It, it's 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 serious. It's in there, but it's really really beautiful. And I I haven't been. I know I've talked about Conan and the Spartacus Wars, but I hadn't. Yeah. We got we got the cat spayed on Wednesday. And I'm trying to build the bed we bought from Ikea now that they finished fixing the roof. So I haven't really gotten a chance to do much. I just, this poor cat has got this cone on her head. And and it's like, she looks depressed. And like, she drinks water, and the water gets into the cone. And it fills the cone up with water. And then she goes into the litter box, and she sniffs around the litter box. And the litter gets in the cone, because the cone is wet. <laughs> the litter clumps to the cone. So she has a cone full of litter, and I'm laying down because now we've got the bed on the ground. We've got the mattress on the ground because we don't want her jumping because we're afraid that she'll jump. The stitches will come out, and her guts will go everywhere. So we don't. So she's not allowed to jump anywhere. There's there's makeshift cat steps everywhere in the apartment. And I'm laying down, and I see her. She's got the cone on, and she's walking towards me, and this thing is clunked in litter. And I'm like, oh, you've got – and I'm saying this. You've got – all this litter in your cone. She walks right up to me and puts the lip of the cone in my mouth. <laughs> and I'm just standing, I'm sitting there, and she's looking at me, and the litter in the cone is in my mouth, and the only image in my head is that image of Cat Williams punching the 17-year-old, and I can't, because it's like, and I'm just like, all right, fine. We, we, we took out your uterus, and you're wearing a cone. I guess litter in the face is fair. <laughs> Damn. I haven't had nearly that uh, that exciting uh, a, a couple days. 
Uh, I mean, it's still still that I've, since I've been working back shift. You know, I come home. I've been I was binging Daredevil and go to, going to bed. Uh, yeah, so we will have a Daredevil podcast at some point in the near future. Uh, so Tracy can can talk about all of her feels. I, I'll be honest. I've been watching. Andrew tried to tell me to watch Newsroom the other day, and I was just like, "No, I'm not doing another Sorkin show." You just to watch. Actually, it. like Daredevil season two only because Punisher's in it. And Punisher. Actually Punisher. Punisher off. fucks up some people. Yeah. This Punisher is like and some <clears throat> Remember, remember yeah. the uh, the old school Punisher War Journal. Or, uh... Sort of. I, I I was sitting with my friend Ben at the comic book store, and we were like, Ben, do you watch, do you read Punisher Max or Punisher War Journal? He's like, Punisher War Journal. And I'm just like, turn to him, pussy. Punisher Max is where it's at. Yeah, um, th- this is a lot more Punisher Max. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, Punisher no, he, 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 he takes some dudes down. It's, it's rough. I mean, it's good, but yeah. The other, thing I, the other thing, I got off a little bit earlier the other night, so uh, Becky made me watch uh, Tangled, the, oh, the, the Disney, Disney Disney film. It was cute. It was funny. There's certainly, did you, did so, you see the trailer for Sausage Party, the CGI R-rated film? No. You need to, you need to see this. Yeah, see my this. only problem is Seth Rogen's involved. It's the, it's the whole gang that you hate. Right. And I, but I'm still okay with it. Well, you know, like, like Seth Rogen, I'm hit and miss on... The only one I I actually really hated that group is James Franco, who, yeah, who, who I think when the two of them get together, it's worse. Well, no, no, I just think Franco has has no talent, and they keep putting him in movies. Well, they as in his friends keep putting him in movies. You, I don't I don't care who they is. They <laughs> they need to stop. <laughs> let's let, let's be clear. I don't. I mean, Jesus could be putting him in a movie. I would tell Jesus to cut the cut the crap. Cut the crap. JC, and give me that red. Give that red cape back to Superman. It's not yours. Yeah, I still mean red's his color, though. You know, that's true. <laughs> red and kind of like the cream robe. Yes, yes. Just got to get it fluttering. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. So if you like what we do, make sure you head on over to thereforeageek.com. You can find our blog posts and our podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. Make sure you uh, join in the conversation there. Hashtag Tracy's wrong. Ouch. Always. always. <laughs> I'm always going to get this crap. But, hey, joke's on you. I do the show notes, so. That's true. <laughs> it's just show notes. There's going to be all kinds of horrible things for you now. <laughs> and, uh, I came up with that when I listened to your like Avengers podcast. I'm sitting there going, ah, oh, hashtag Tracy's wrong. <laughs> You're gonna be live tweeting our old podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I listened to the show right now again. I was just I sent Andrew a message like I listened to the Avengers podcast. Tracy's wrong, and he's like, uh, "Care to elaborate?" No, I don't need to. <laughs> Speaking of podcasts, you can find this podcast and other podcasts like it on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on SoundCloud. Oh, and by the way, before I forget, um, all of our old podcasts are on SoundCloud. So if you miss some of them, they're also and you want all to, now like, on iTunes. Oh, they are great. So you can actually go back and if you miss some, like dude did, um, then you can go back and listen to those if you want to. We've covered I, a lot of cr- cool stuff. I like so. us better on SoundCloud. I prefer the SoundCloud format personally. Yeah. I like it too. All right. So once again, I'm Andrew. I'm Tracy. I'm Vigo, the Carpathian. Thank you, Vigo. <laughs> and you've been listening to Therefore I Geek. <laughs>